everybody, and welcome back to Expand Cool, where we dive deep into the things that we think are worth talking about. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about Annihilation, both the book and the movie. Yes, so this week it was Kevin's turn to discover both the movie and the book, which... Kudos to you, because you did it. <laughs> the book wasn't too long. <laughs> no, it was like 200 pages. Yeah. But, all right, so, what was your first reaction? All right, so, we talked about this a little bit before, That so I read the book first. Right. And then I watched the movie, and you said you did the opposite. Yep. So, I read the book, mm-hmm. and I really liked the book. Mm-hmm. I I think it's quite good. I don't, I'm not like infatuated with the book like i love like i love a bunch of things in it and there are some things in it that i not really dislike but i'm like it could be a little bit better Mm -hmm. like but you know just because like with all these things we've talked about you know i'm not just reading it for just reading it i'm also reading it to react to it on this podcast so i'm I'm digesting it in a different way than i would be if you know i was just reading it yep um so probably notice more things that i would normally (laughs) And then I watched the movie, and <laughs> it's really weird, man. These, they're, these things are completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, even, they're not even close to the same thing. <laughs> yep. The, uh, the, literally, the, a few of the characters are based on the characters in the book, and then the world is based on the book. It sort of is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so for me... After finishing the movie, I Uh think the movie's good. I Mm -hmm. like the movie. I like the book more. Mm -hmm. And I think that the movie lost a bunch of the things that made the books that I liked most about the book. Like, the Mm -hmm. things that I liked most about the book were not in the movie. And that disappointed me. But on top of that, it was tough because the opening scene of the movie made me mad immediately. Yeah. The fact that they show a meteor coming down and hitting the lighthouse, and then they're like, oh, yeah, it definitely is aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, by the end of the book, I don't even know if it's aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be unknown. But I don't fault the movie too much for that because the movie then sets off from that premise. Like, it, like in the book, the characters don't know what it is and blah, 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 and you go based on those assumptions. In the movie, it's like, hey, audience aliens Mm -hmm. (laughs) and but then the movie treats it like we know that it's aliens so it's like a very different take on how the the initial like unknown of the Mm -hmm. book it's just a different kind of unknown Mm -hmm. so i at least appreciated that they stuck with that Mm -hmm. but going coming from the book where i was like one of the things i love most about the book is how little you know about pretty much anything Mm -hmm. and then the movie goes hey aliens (laughs) i'm like oh okay but to me them saying oh it's aliens oh it's this thing oh it's this it's just they don't actually fucking know they're just spewing off bullshit that they think it is that they can't explain and they want to sound like they know what they're talking about because they're the fucking people in charge and so they're like yeah it's aliens yeah it's i would a hundred percent be on board with you if the opening scene didn't have the I, meteor hit I it. know. <laughs> like, if, they, if that scene's cut out 
everything you're talking about makes sense. Like, because she's like, oh, it's an it's a extraterrestrial. We, we, you know, it's doing weird stuff. But like, she doesn't know that. Yeah. Like, it's weird because they probably might not have seen the meteor coming to Earth. Yeah. So, based on like what you're talking about, that you know, it's possible that even Ventress and you know. Area X, which is the facility, not the place, because in the book it's the place. Yeah. But in the movie, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but at the facility, you know, they could be touting whatever bullshit they, mm-hmm. you know, come up with. But as the audience member, I've already been shown the meteor. Yes, <laughs> I'm yes. Like, I wish I didn't know the meteor happened. My guess, I don't know if this is accurate, obviously. I'm not great friends with Alex Garland or anything, but my guess is that there was some complaint, like, my guess is that they originally didn't have anything, and yeah. then someone complained who was giving money, and so they added in something that was vague, like, And it could also be, know. like, a focus group thing. I could see this yes. totally being a what's going on kind of thing. I'm yes. like, that's the point, Which, though, of the whole book. Yes, <laughs> and, and that, that, that's the problem for turning a psychological thriller sci-fi into a movie, like, with excitement and action and not being so complex that audience members are like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Right. Like, you obviously have to turn down some of the psychological stuff because that just, unless you turn all of it into, like, open dialogue, which is going to sound really weird, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work in a movie. So it's not so much that I fault the movie for it. It's just right. like, and I want to hear your take, but that if I had seen the movie first, I probably would have liked it a little more i still would have liked the book more i think overall Mm -hmm. but because the movie i don't think i don't think the meteor being in the first scene hurts the movie really Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't think it hurts your my experience of the movie it just hurts the experience that i already read the whole book and didn't know there was a meteor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in the first scene i'm like i'm being told the answer yeah Uh, so if I'm trying to compare the two, it frustrates yeah. me. But as separate, I think the movie's good and it does what it tries to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know. But h- how about you? For watching the movie first, how did you feel about that and then the book? So I like absolutely love the movie because it was completely different from a lot of movies around that same time, besides Arrival. But like, it was it was a high concept based sci-fi. On book. <laughs> exactly. Like it was a high concept sci-fi thriller type of movie and it to me did something that hadn't been done in a while Mm -hmm. and i appreciated that even though it was based on a book it was its own thing yeah it was pretty unique yeah and like yeah even still watching the movie i'm like i I still think (laughs) it's a good movie like Mm -hmm. uh, it's and it does like arrivals like one of my top favorite all-time sci-fi movies so i I don't know if this is as good as arrival but i think in terms of the like sci-fi like thriller stuff you're saying i think that hits the mark pretty well in this movie and a lot of movies don't hit that mark very well yeah the only reason i mentioned arrival was because it came out like the exact same time frame (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) and they're obviously like they're both like you know that alien you know weird stuff but taking it in completely different ways which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so I read the book obviously after I watched the movie because I didn't know there was a book associated with the movie and then I found out right. and I was like, oh shit, like I'll probably love that book. And I read the book and I read it in a single night 
because it was so fucking crazy. <laughs> and I loved it so much. And like you were saying, there was a lot of things in the book that were so good that, you know, I'm upset that they didn't have it in the movie, but at the same time, I understand that it would have been very difficult to implement in a way that would have come off with how he wanted it to come across. Right. Like, there's a number of things in the book that I that I definitely understand, like, why it would be hard to do or hard to do justice in the movie. But, mm-hmm. like, on it, like, and we can get more into the all the differences, but one of the biggest ones for me was all of the hypnosis stuff that none of that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because that didn't seem like that would be hard to do in no. the movie. And I think that they didn't want you to hate her character as much. Yeah. I mean, clearly it was, yeah, a totally different uh, diversion you know? for that. All and the characters in general. Yes, so. because they also had additional characters in the movie yeah. that they didn't have in the book. And so, I don't know. I, I think that they wanted you to not necessarily go in hating any of the characters. Right. And and just kind of, like, see how they are in this really strange environment and then come to a conclusion of what they're like. Because, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Like, I, whenever I saw how much they did with the um, hypnosis, I was like, whoa, like, that's super cool and unique. And I could totally see that happening in a situation. It's so – it's very weird that he didn't include that and I – be very curious to know why like he felt the need yeah and it's probably another consequence of me reading the book first just because right. in that scene where they get through the shimmer mm-hmm. as it's called in the movie and then they're like oh i don't we don't none of us remember setting up camp right and then ventress doesn't say anything about it and it's yep. like let's get moving and i'm like oh shit hypnosis because mm-hmm. that's exactly how they get across the border is they're under mm-hmm. hypnosis in the book and i'm like Oh, cool. And then I'm like, oh, wait, she's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was expecting for her to be the bad guy because I read the book. And I'm like, oh. Like, I, I wasn't, like, disappointed that they took it that way. Right. Because, like, I, you know, I the character dynamic was fine in the movie. But it was just, I think it was just that since I had read the book, I was expecting the hypnosis to come. And when yeah. it didn't, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm super surprised that they didn't include anything like that. Like, they definitely had... The psychologist, or sorry, they definitely had Ventress, like, embody what I take to be the psychologist's personality in that she's distant, she's, like, observing people, but she has her own mission statement, like... Right, and she's still extremely determined. I mean, mm -hmm. both of the psychologists in the book and the movie are, you know, super determined to figure out what's going on. Yes. And are impatient. And And, like, in the movie, I constantly had this feeling that she was doing things that they didn't necessarily know, which maybe that's, like, maybe she did actually do hypnosis but never told them or had permission or anything like that, and it's more secretive. I don't know. But they didn't, like, ever hint at it in the movie, like, explicitly, so probably not. But, like, that was a really big thing in the book that, was kind of disappointing that they didn't have it in the movie but i wasn't nearly as disappointing disappointed as you probably were because i you know <laughs> right you <laughs> consumed them it. in the opposite <laughs> way yeah. and like i don't know which i would recommend to do 
I think I liked the way I consumed them because I was able to appreciate them both for what they were. Mm-hmm. It felt to me that the movie was um, much more like cut and dry because the movie kind of has to be a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Um, there, there can't be as much depth, unfortunately, because you only have like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But I think that with consuming the movie first and then reading the book, I was able to separate myself from, like, I, I wasn't thinking of the characters in the movie at all when I was reading the book. Sure. So I don't right. think that, like, that would be a detriment to doing it that way. I was thinking of it as a completely separate entity because they're so very different. And, right. I mean, maybe you'll, you'll disagree with me, but I thought that with the time that Alex Garland had and the resources he had, I thought he did a pretty good job of showing you a world that was just slightly off. And, yeah. like, how Jeff Vandermeer had, like, created his world is definitely more vividly, like, pristine, and there's there's definitely, obviously, more detail, but I, I think that Garland did a pretty good job of capturing what it might look like yeah and as a and as a movie there are just things you can't do no and like like the crawler <laughs> i wanted it well, to be right. in there so bad and uh yeah well, actually it's it's fascinating <laughs> we might get to this but um so one of the things one of the big differences right between the movie and the book or, or one of the biggest differences is obviously the movie is from the movie's perspective and the book is from the main character's perspective yes like, is narrated first person yep and i <laughs> so she's intentionally well intentionally in terms of like the story writing like a bad narrator and that she's unreliable and mm -hmm. she you know she even like changes her story a couple times throughout mm -hmm. the book which I'm all for. Like, uh, that's super great. Like, I don't expect her to be a super reliable narrator. And she's totally screwed up. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. But there were things that I couldn't tell if it was her being a bad narrator or... Or bad writer. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, because I love the book and I love every idea in the book. But some of the descriptions of what things are and what they look like, I couldn't... I, I got to a point where I was like, maybe she's not just bad at describing them. <laughs> like, I'm, like, trying to just imagine these, like, pretty simple things that I feel like I'm supposed to be able to see, and it just felt like the descriptions weren't that good. Not, like, for the crawler, which is supposed to be, like, I have no idea what's going on. Yes. But, like, just for, like, even, like, landmarks and stuff like that and things in the world. Okay. I just felt like... She wasn't that good at describing them. I'm like, I can't tell if that's her or Jeff. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe he's really good at the more top level and like psychological stuff. But when it comes to describing what is in front yeah. of me, I'm like, I, 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 I mean, I know it's supposed to be weird, but I also don't know what's going on. <laughs> it wasn't like that big of a deal, and there weren't like too many times where I like truly was confused, but like. It just felt like the, some of the descriptions weren't that good. Everything else I super loved about the book. but So I, I do like that about the movie is that obviously then you get a visual for a lot of the things that are in the book. And you, even though a lot of those have been changed as well. <laughs> um, but I agree with you. I think uh, Alex Garland did a really cool job like making what that world would look like in movie form. Because mm -hmm. 
obviously in the book like area x or in the movie the shimmer it's like there isn't that much weird in it to the naked eye for most of it it's mm-hmm. like just the normal world but in a movie you can't just do that yeah <laughs> you can't just be like because also what the barrier is invisible in the book like you yep. can't be like just walking and be like now we're in the shimmer yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the world's the same and it's fine yeah (laughs) Yeah, right like those kinds of things i was completely fine with because i was like yeah i totally get it like you need something to really show that like discrepancy between this is our quote-unquote normal world and this is the shimmer because that's i think that's the biggest trajectory difference for the two is that the movie is there's something weird going on Mm -hmm. and we're gonna get closer to figuring out what it is for yeah. a lot of the book, you're like, I don't know if there's no something clue really what's weird happening. Going on. <laughs> yeah, and, and but it's not even like there isn't some initial like fear or like, oh my god, we're gonna solve something by the end of this no. because there's no question Mm-mm. asked. It's just like we're just here. It does remind me of a journal entry, like someone just you know randomly, excuse me, talking about just this stuff that is happening and they're describing it and their thoughts right. are scattered. It's just an open-ended and... question. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, we're on some mission to find out specific thing, which they clearly are in the movie. Yeah. And and that's okay because I think that works. I don't mm-hmm. think you can do no. that in a movie. <laughs> and God, like, no. It wouldn't be good. We're just here. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, to me, it wouldn't answer those questions for people and, like, you, you're going to a movie because there's some sort of question and then there's some sort of maybe answer. Like, not necessarily all wrapped up in a nice pretty bow, but, like, there's... There's direction. There's direction, exactly. That you can't whereas, just muddle around and be like, yeah. oh, nothing's really going on. <laughs> right, whereas in a book, if you, you know, premise it with, we don't know what's going on, like, even the higher-ups don't really seem to know, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And I will say... I haven't completed the series yet, but I think a lot of the questions are answered and then more questions obviously will arise. But I also think that they included some of the other books in Annihilation, the movie. Right. Like they included some parts because I was looking some of that stuff up. Not like what happens in the other two books in the right, trilogy. Right, but if they included... But, like, if they included stuff, and are they worth reading? <laughs> and <laughs> the general consensus I got is that the books themselves are pretty good, but they answer a ton of the questions, so if you don't like that, that, like... Because one of my favorite things about the book is that I don't know what's going on, and, like, right. that's kind of the theme. Yeah. So, apparently they say that the next two books are not you know, are from two different perspectives from even the yes, first book. they are. And I'm like, and answer a whole ton of questions. I'm like, okay. we'll see. I'm, I might read them. Because the, like, I, I, like, start, I started the, the second book and I got through a decent amount, not completely all the way through, but I didn't feel like a lot was answered. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right. Maybe I'm just missing things or it's all at the end when they answer it. I don't know. But yeah, anyway. Um. So what's kind of fun and interesting that I wanted to mention was that Alex Garland, apparently as a director, he likes to do his own thing and he's fine with getting the opinion of the author when he does like a movie based on a book, but he wants to do it his own way and how he like takes the, you know, media, like, you know, he reads the book, 
he's like, okay, this is what I'm picturing type of thing. And then he, you know, gives his ideas to the author and is like, this is what I want to do. And, like, he'll take into consideration what the author gives as their feedback. Sure, right. And so, like, I I was reading this article about that was um talking to like an interview with Jeff Vandermeer about his book and then like the the movie that was made for it and he was like that he talked with Alex Garland but like he didn't know all of the things that he was doing and there were certain things that were so vivid in Jeff's mind that Alex decided not to do because it didn't work for the movie and like Jeff was totally fine with that because he was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and Alex was actually having the same problem I was. He asked Jeff to describe it, and he did. And Alex was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but what's, so what's, I like the book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. What's funny is that Jeff said that he saw the movie and he loved it because he knew his story, obviously, but he was like able to be surprised by it and still think that he took away like how the world was right like yeah i think my initial since my going into it was like just off the back of finishing the book and Mm -hmm. like really comparing them yeah like i think that's why i was so upset by the first scene (laughs) but yes that's fair like it's with anything like this like, I even say this about, like, remakes and stuff. Even though, like, remakes and other things can upset me because I'm like, why are you making a remake? It doesn't get rid of the original thing. Right, <laughs> Like, yeah. if you – maybe you wanted a movie that was done differently, but it's like that that movie being done doesn't take away the book. The book still exists. Like, yeah. it didn't change it. Like No, the, not at all. The book's still there. You can go read it. <laughs> yep. So if the movie's different and you dislike it, just go back and read the book. That's Yeah, fine. who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, right. So – and even with that said, I think the movie is good and, you know, take, takes its own little spin and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? We'll say for the movie, because, like, the book is a little harder because it's first person. Sure, yeah. Uh, In the movie, man, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I hate all the characters, (laughs) but but I don't don't know if there's one that, like, I love a ton more than the others because they all got their own messed up stuff. Yeah. Um... Like that's why they're I going mean, in the shimmer, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're fucked, yo. <laughs> exactly. They're they're damaged goods, as yep. Cassie says. Exactly. Uh, like, like I like Lena and mm-hmm. uh, like as a character, and well, and also just I, Natalie Portman is such a good actress; it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is it's perfect that she's the lead in this movie. Like yep. she's so good. She's so incredibly good. And so for her to play this, like, nuanced role of, like, this person who's, like, going nuts, like, yep. it's it's really good. <laughs> like, she does a great <laughs> job. Because, like, like, I like um, uh, Anya, uh, Gina, mm-hmm. uh, Rodriguez. Like, I like her, but to me, there wasn't as much of, like, a nuanced performance there as, like, Natalie Portman could give. Which I don't, like, fault her for or blame her for. Like, I still liked her character, but I think... They perfectly cast Natalie Portman, <laughs> like yeah. as oh, like yeah. the no, character they... that thinks she has it together and yep. slowly devolves into madness. Like yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah, no. Garland specifically said he picked her because of how well she did like a scene. Right, because like and like I love Tessa Thompson, and I thought her character was fine, but then she has a pretty quick up. Oh, 
I'm just going to wander off into the woods now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it doesn't feel as much of a gradual thing. If, like, all these characters are supposed to be, like, declining into madness as the movie goes along, it feels like, not not that any of them did a poor job, but that Natalie Portman's, like, descent was just a step above the other actresses. Like, she, you, you could really tell with each scene that, like, she was starting to lose it more and more. Yeah. And that, the other characters felt like most of them had just, like, a scene where suddenly they're snapped. <laughs> like, suddenly they're nuts. I mean, maybe also part of it is that they're following her more closely. Yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. I, I don't, don't like, know. fault the movie for that. No, no, but no. But it makes me appreciate Lena's character more. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree. Like, I think that they really wanted to capture, like, the surveyor in Anya. Mm-hmm. Like, her distrust and her, like, suspicions and and, like... Her freaking out about things going wrong, even though they should have been prepared for shit to be bad. <laughs> like... Right, and when she went nuts, I there was a thing I wrote down. Okay, she ties them all up, mm-hmm. and and she's like, okay, we get in here, and then a crocodile attacks Josie, mm-hmm. and then a bear attacks Cassie. And it's like, this is all crazy, but I didn't see a bear. I'm like... Bitch, you saw the crocodile. Right? <laughs> I'm like... It's like, rock-solid logic, right? Yeah. You just, you just said, we got attacked by two things, but I didn't see one of them, therefore, you're lying. Yeah. And then, well, yes, I, yeah. Well, it's just the showing that she's going nuts, and she, like, like her explaining, I saw my fingerprints move, like, she yeah. is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> she's not all there. No. <laughs> And, like, you can tell her descent into madness is, like, inevitable when... She, like, immediately starts... There's a scene where she, like, immediately starts treating Lena poorly. Like, or, like, is cold to her. And as yeah, soon no, as it that was starts, right after, like... It was right after Lena came back from... Because, like, Lena was going to go and look for Cassie to make sure she was yeah. dead. And... Anya's like, oh, I'll go with you. And, and Lena's like, no, yeah, and I'll she go was alone. Like, no. And, and at so that then moment, she's like, like, fuck you. you. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, I understand it, but I'm also at the same time like, oh my God, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it felt like her character, and like, they were trying to build up that she was going to snap first, but like, yeah. If it felt like if ever, if the whole point is that everyone's changing and everyone's slowly going insane. Like, they watched that videotape of uh, mm-hmm. Kane cut open that other dude. And then Anya just, like, freaks out she and freaks loses out. it. And I'm also, like, but also like she's so in much. denial. It's, like, it's fake. Yeah, yeah right? she I'm like, goes instantly to denial. And I'm like, I'm like, we were all okay a second ago. <laughs> uh, well, also, well, that. And then I think that she is such a huge temper. And, like, she is, like, zero to a hundred. Like, yeah. she does not have an in-between. Which the surveyor totally to me was like that as well like i mean too it wasn't quite as extreme as like you know the cinema but they really wanted to be like yeah look at this lady like she's flipping shit she's going nuts (laughs) (laughs) and like man when (laughs) when they go into that room and see that guy like his like remains just all exploded on the fucking wall and shit i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> yeah like one of one of the things that i really appreciate about the movie is that they i mean not that that thing happened in the book but it's like 
that's cool. <laughs> right? Like, like, they did such cool things that were not at all a part of the movie to get across, like, this shit's crazy. Like, this right. is weird. Weird shit's happening. <laughs> right. And like, the bear in general, oh! like, that's not in the book at so all. So fucking is cool. awesome. Yeah. Like, it's super cool. And, like, a, a really great, it, it, like, middle antagonist that, like, mm-hmm. is also terrifying. Mm-hmm. And... The oh god, the screaming! It, oh oh god. god, when she that was when you up. hear when you hear her screams, and then like Anya goes running out, and you're like, oh shit, like what's going on? And then yep. she's like, like the fucking door opens and the bear comes in, yep. and you're like, uh, what? <laughs> and then you like it opens its mouth, and like you hear her screaming. You're like, what? And, like, what's nice is that, at least for that and for other things in the movie where they're, like, taking, um, you know, liberties with what is not in the book, the thing that that happens in Area X is that things get mimicked. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, it makes sense that the yeah. bear could maybe mimic the person. Well, it's did like, you notice... It wasn't so far off what no. Area X does. And did like, you notice cool. that it had taken out Cassie's throat and then it took out Anya's? Mm-hmm. Specifically, so that yep. it could take over its their fucking screams, and I'm like, yep. oh, and like when it's like looking at you, and you like half of its face is like all completely like bone, and then the other, oh god, creepy. And okay, I'll really quick bring it up because it's gonna be our podcast, mm-hmm. the music. <laughs> <laughs> music's, I don't music's know, real good. Yeah, I don't know how you felt about it, but this this time that I watched it, I was really pay, paying attention to everything. And the music, it keeps you on edge the entire movie. And it's just slightly eerie and off-putting and makes you slightly uncomfortable and you're not sure why. And then, mm-hmm. oh man, I personally thought that they did such an amazing job with the music. Yeah, I completely agree, and one of the big things that I think, like, I think the music throughout, like you were saying, that keeps you on edge is really good, but the thing that hits it out of the park is that this whole time it's, you know, it's tension-building music, but it's Mm -hmm. normal. Yes. (laughs) And then the moment the alien is on screen... the music goes oh completely my God. bonkers and yes. is now completely different than it has been the whole movie. Yes. I'm like, that is so smart. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that is so incredibly smart. It's not just a natural progression of the tension. It goes 180 and goes it literally completely goes, nuts. Like, and, like, oh. it, so- it almost sounds like the like it's making the noises of the alien. Yes. Like, instead of, like, just being music. It's, like, just noise. Yes. That, like... Still has, you know, notes to it, but it's... Right, but it's just something that you can't quite define or describe. Which, you know, feels kind of alien. exactly oh. what you're looking at. You're like, right. what am I looking at? What am I hearing? Like... Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, I think the music was really good, but when that scene happened, I was like, holy God, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Like, yep. that whole... And it continued throughout that whole ex- encounter with the alien that... Yep. Just that, like, really awkward... Like, oh, yeah. my God. It's so good. <laughs> um, <sighs> yes. It's it's one thing, so I, I ragged on the movie, and I said that I like the book more. Uh, ignoring <laughs> the fact that, like, 
ignoring Lena's fate of either continuing through Area X or going back like she does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, ignoring that, I the the aliens cooler than the crawler, <laughs> like because the crawler, like the problem with the crawler is since it's a book, and it's the unreliable narrator. Like I really like the idea of the crawler and this unknown thing, but I. I I wish that the book was exactly how it was, and it has the tower still, which is not in the movie. But I wish that the thing going down the stairs was the alien that's in the movie and does the, like, clone mimic thing with her at the end. Mm-hmm. And then, because the fate of that alien in the movie, I really liked versus the her just running, eventually just running past the crawler again and being like, oh, look, it's the lighthouse keeper. I'm like... All right. <laughs> it's because she's projecting, in my opinion. Right. It's because she wants it to be something familiar. Right. And like and maybe it is actually him, but it's like, it right, probably maybe it isn't. is. But for me it's like <laughs> in terms of like there's a limit between like weird things and questions being answered or not answered and mm-hmm. like for me it's like the alien in the movie still didn't answer that many questions, which is good, but God. That whole encounter is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's, like, mimicking her the whole time and, like, mm-hmm. that, that that makes sense because there are the other mimics. Mm-hmm. Like, it fit in with the theme because, like, and, yes, there are the other books, so I don't know all where it goes. Yes, I'm, but like, I, trying so hard not to but say I, anything. <laughs> but I really, I really like the the ending encounter in the movie like i not that i dislike the encounter with the crawler in the book but like the past the crawler oh there's a door at the bottom of the stairs or whatever mm-hmm. and like that's to me that's less of ooh more stuff we don't know and more just there's another book after this one <laughs> like that the the her discovery at the bottom past the crawler didn't make me go whoa it made me go i have to read another book (laughs) because they're probably gonna figure out what that is um i mean maybe right but the crawler itself is like still this like crazy weird thing and in the movie it's like it's a crazy weird alien but it has this mimicking property like i really liked the mimicking thing and the fact that like it stole her blood and then became her Mm -hmm. i was like that's awesome (laughs) like that's super cool and like that it wasn't trying to like kill her or anything it's just like i don't all i know is like alter life and stuff yeah like alter life and mimic life and so i'm just like trying to do this and that whole scene was super tense and was awesome i loved it yes and something that like i was really thinking about when i watched this movie again was so i i noticed a few things that I hadn't noticed before. So during the movie, when Lena is relating her story, you see her say echoes and she looks at her arm and there's a tattoo there, right? Mm-hmm. That's Anya's tattoo. Mm-hmm. And she had like a bruise that was forming there at first. Yep. Yeah, she did not have that tattoo. <laughs> nope. And then another thing that was uh, very interesting to me was ah there there's so much that is not answered in the beginning of the second book but like instantly you know what's going on in the beginning of the second book because something happens and it's so sad that i can't say anything because it's not this isn't about the second book and the movie like takes it further just slightly further but like you're not really sure if it does anyway um so the end of the book 
the end of the book, I thought it was that she was going to go search for her husband on an island. That wasn't wasn't like going up the coast or whatever. Like yeah, like she was, was she was going to go yeah to an island that she thought that her husband maybe went to or whatever. But then, like, at the end, you're not really sure if it's, like, actually her anymore or if she has changed. Sure. If that makes sense. And to me, they they capture this in the movie with Josie. So okay. she talks about how she doesn't want to die yeah. in a terrified way. Like, she doesn't want to yeah. be afraid. She doesn't want to be in pain. She wants to die how she wants to die, which, you know, is kind of like her character in that like they had talked about how she like cut herself or whatever like um and yeah. Lena had said oh like w- was she trying to commit suicide and like Cassie was like no she was trying to feel alive or whatever and like right. it's like comfortable to her to do something like that cuz like you notice like where all of her scars are like there's like little shoots of like n- plants or like new yeah. growth or whatever and like to me, she turns into that, uh, like, tree or whatever, right. that tree Plant person. person, yep. Yeah. And, like, they talk to Lena. They're like, so why why did you come back? Like, of yep. all the people. And she's like, well, you know, I had to come back for, she doesn't say for her husband, but it's, like, right. more or less, duh. And at the same time, though, it's like, well, did she come back for her husband or did she come back because she felt so guilty about what she had done that, mm-hmm. like, she needed to come back to him to make up for, like, all of the shit that had happened? You know, right. like, it wasn't necessarily selfless by any means. No. I'll just go off on another tangent and say that the the fucking crystal trees by the lighthouse were fucking dope. <laughs> they were yeah, so cool. They were super dope. And, like, well... <laughs> Along with the crystal trees and what you were just talking about, Lena, that is one of the reasons why I think that the ending of the movie actually fits better with the themes of the book. So, okay. Like, well, her going back to her mimic husband, I don't even want (laughs) to, like, that's fine. Who cares? (laughs) But, (laughs) But like, her eyes glow. The question is, is if she's actually... Yeah, herself but she, or not. But she did blow up the alien and it turned back into the alien. So yeah, I was like, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even like nebulous if, but it, maybe, if she killed but maybe her she's instead of permanently changed yeah, inside. She could, sure, like you I know what I mean? Because like But I was like, we watched the alien blow up. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, I know. She could be different, but the alien blew up. Um yeah. anyway, regardless of that, um okay, so the big thing in the book for me is like obviously all the like psychological stuff is super amped up and is like the main themes of the book Mm -hmm. and for her character it's like you know even more so all the stuff with her husband because their relationship's completely different than in the movie and um because like in the movie before he leaves like they have like a dream relationship (laughs) like it's like a right all all the things depicted are like well they're just the best but in the book like they have a ton of issues and like Mm -hmm. conflict and you know which you know they they she just wants to remember the good, which is another perfect thing about like unreliable narrator. Sure, yeah, but I think also it's another thing the movie did to be like, well, when he got sick, she was like, I need to figure out what happened to him, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna go in. But like in the book, I mean, he was dead for a Six, long time. Before yeah, she for a ever while went before in. she went. Yeah, because like there there was there just wasn't the they weren't the same relationship in the mm-hmm. book. It was not clearly 
as close as they were in the movie, which is fine. But in the book, like, you know, she's dealing with all of that stuff. She is dealing with how their relationship wasn't good previously mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And so I do like the ending of the book in that she's like, I'm going to try to find my husband. She's like, yeah, kind of like, you know, in, in like you said, she's trying to make up for how their relationship wasn't great previously because mm-hmm. there wasn't like the cheating stuff in the book, but there was like all the other, you know, crap in their relationship. Yeah. Um, but the alien at the end of the movie copies her. Mm hmm. And then kills itself. <laughs> yep, because she wants to kill herself. Correct. Yep. That that's the annihilation She's, thing. Yeah, it's the whole self-destructive whole, thing. Which is the name of the Ventress. fucking book. Yeah. Well, well, that's what that scene, like, and this is me reading the book Annihilation! <laughs> God, I, the annihilation in the book hit uh, me like a truck. Right? And then in the movie, I, I, it didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I was like, annihilation. <laughs> like, in the book, I was like... It's like Whoa. annihilation, and then it's like she just tried to kill me, like yep. or make me kill myself. Mm-hmm. And, and she like, like realizes I, and, it, but... and she even goes like, "And I don't even know if it worked because is it like an immediate? Oh, I'm gonna try to kill myself, or is right. it like a just a self destructive thing?" But then in the movie, it's like the alien, while on fire and clearly not dead, just sets all of its shit on fire mm-hmm. and like intentionally sets the whole lighthouse on fire and kills yep, itself because like, I'm like it has this it's moment mimicking her of yes of mimicking how she's feeling which is its downfall right so to me it's like based on all the things in the book that lead up to the end like that that ending for the book would have i would have loved because it's yeah like, it, yeah. it just fits into the psychological theme that the book tried so hard to push. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, you just don't get quite as much of that. So that payoff of the alien trying to kill itself because of her isn't as deep if you've only watched the movie. Like, it's right. It's still, it's it's still, like, still like, whoa. Fits. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. messed up. But, like, you don't have nearly enough conflict in her in terms of, like, her previous life before mm-hmm. the expectation of, you know, because there's the one cheating thing. But, like... That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it, you don't have time. That's just, you know, it's yeah. not the theme of the movie either. It's not, like, the focus. Exactly. But, so, but that ending, I was like, God, I wish that's how the book ended. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that would have been sick. Like, I really liked it. And so, and all the crystal trees blowing up uh, was my segue uh, from that. That was Yeah, because cool. do you know what it reminded me of, too, is, like, um, when you destroy a tree at its roots and then everything that it's attached to, like all of its growth that it's attached to is destroyed too. Because right. they're all linked. You know what yep. I mean? Like, blah. <laughs> it all comes crashing down. Right? Yeah. And man, okay. Very random. But when she sees, okay. It's so unsettling. When she sees the two deer, the mm. two different deer, one of them is, like, gorgeous, has flowers on its antlers, and is, like, pristine. And then the other one is, like, the bear, where it looks like it's missing chunks of its flesh. Right. And it's so unsettling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I thought of that, but, oh my gosh, very unsettling. Um, I, I really like that, because it's, like, to me, that was kind of... If you think of the bear as a mimic of a bear, mm-hmm. a pretty crappy one. Yep. And then you think of like Kane's mimic that mm-hmm. is still not a great one. Right. But it looks and like Kane. Yep. <laughs> like it looks it's and talks close. like him. 
but that like the deer with the flowers is like a perfected altered mimic yeah. of a deer that it's like the other one is the messed up one yep. and like it's like iterating mm-hmm. upon mimicking things and not just mimicking them but also altering them because obviously Kane is very different than or the mimic of him is very different than the original right and now Lena is different even though she's not necessarily a mimic of herself but like she's been changed the mm-hmm. area x not only mimics but it tries to improve upon you know yeah life and things like that so like yeah the two deer it's like it seemed like two generations of mimics of deer and one of them is like an earlier messed up one mm-hmm. and one of them's like we've perfected this cool flower deer it's like seeing evolution like yeah, right in front of your like, eyes because right, it's doing it at a really quick pace yeah and like i i thought it was kind of cool that they were like Oh, yeah, by the way, this is a prism, so all of the DNA is, like, refracted in, like, within this area, so there's, you know, human DNA in these plants. In the plants, yeah, right. Like, the genetic... the body structure. Yeah, the body structure and, and, like, all of these things, and I thought that was a really cool explanation. Like, I didn't need an explanation. No, but, like... But it was, like, unique, and, like, that's not necessarily what it is in the book, but I'm totally fine with, like, them having one in the movie because, you know, it's a movie. They're going to want to do something. Yep. Explain and, more things. Yeah, like, I I appreciated it. And, okay, changing gears. What's your favorite, your favorite scene in the book? Ooh. This is tough. There's Maybe, really like, great. okay, what's, like, one that really, like, stuck with you? One that you can't like stop thinking about not necessarily your favorite think, but just <clears throat> i think the two that really stuck with me and that you know completely vary from the movie not just in terms of obviously they're different but like in terms of like when josie walks out of the house in the movie and like stands perfectly in the door and goes there's nothing in here i'm like uh-huh <laughs> 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 yeah i'm just like me too i was like yeah okay come on, dude. But like they they establish early on that there's stuff to attack them so like mm-hmm. there's like a constant threat in the movie but like mm-hmm. in the book there is none for a super long time like right. there's no like immediate threat and or potential of immediate threat that they know of and so when they find the anthropologist dead on the yeah. stairs, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, because up to that point, it's like, you don't know. It's all fine. Whatever. You don't even know that there's anything there to get them. Like, you know, yep. they all brought guns and like everyone else has brought guns. But like, why do we have guns? And they haven't encountered anything. They didn't have a shootout with a crocodile earlier. Right. Like, <laughs> like you're not on edge that something else is going to attack them. No. Yeah. So they just wa- told, were told the anthropologist, you know, left. And they just walked down the stairs and find her dead body. When they found her, I was like, when they see the body, I'm like, that's the anthropologist, isn't it? <laughs> it's the anthropologist. I'm like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is, all right, I'm super Shit's in got real. Let's go, yeah. Like, that's so cool that it's like, now I don't know what's going on. And that now there is a threat, but they don't know. I don't know. It's great. Um, But and then the other huge one in the book is her finding all the journals. Yes. Yep. That's like, definitely one of mine. Like yep. that hit me so fucking hard. Yep. I I just set the book down and walk away and be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I definitely took a break after <laughs> reading that. That she's like, "There's the mound of journals." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. Um, like, uh, I okay. I have a question. Okay. And this, it, it wasn't quite clear to me. Had the psychologist in the book mm-hmm. been on a previous expedition, or did she just get lucky in finding the thing, all the things first? Because like. She's like, oh, yeah, there have been plenty of expeditions before and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, don't know everything about that. But it's like it almost seemed like she had been there before. But at the same time, when she brought the anthropologist down, she she didn't know there was anything down there. She was just like, I want to figure out what's stuff. going on. I need, yeah. We need to get stuff done because I'm just, I'm you know, I'm impatient. And I just need to find out what's going on. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think she had been there before. But there are just a few things she said where I was like. Is she supposed to? Is this supposed to be not her first time in Area X? But mm-hmm. it, it was weird. But like, yeah, the journals in general just like busting that wide open. That like already, you know, we don't like, really Ooh. know what's going on. <laughs> but like, <clears throat> we only know what the characters have been told by whatever group sent them in. Yep, <clears throat> the Southern Reach or whatever. And then to just find out, it's like, oh well, that was all a lie. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Uh, now I really don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I like not knowing what's going on. I don't know if you know that. I- <laughs> uh, yes. No, I totally understand. And this is the perfect book for you because you yeah. know nothing of what's right. going on. <laughs> exactly. Right. And even things you know, you question. <laughs> yes, precisely. I, like, I like that I am allowed to, like, make my own inferences. But, like, it, and it's not the classic, I don't know what's going on because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know what's going on because it hasn't been spoon fed to me. Right. Um and, like, the journals were exactly that. It's, like, it definitely opens up that obviously there were a ton more expeditions, but, like, you know, just how long has this been going on? Yeah. Like, like, she said there were, like, a shitload of journals. So it's, like, yeah. Cause like how in the many book, years? <laughs> yeah. In the book, I think they say, I don't know if they explicitly say how many years in the first well, cause book. Well, because, like, her husband, or her husband's expedition was the last one to go in before hers, I think. Like supposedly th- yes yeah because like, in the movie obviously it is but i yeah. think in the book it even is and it, they go in like a year later mm-hmm. so like they're yep. not sending in the expeditions necessarily like one after another so right they could have been going to this place for a long time maybe i'm, <laughs> I'm giving like, something away awesome. and i thought i read it in the book in this book but i think it's like 30 years because mm. yeah i think because I, I think they say, and they, well, they, I think they might say no. I think they say in the first book that she finds dates from like uh, like that okay. like far back. Yeah, because the initial, I think the Southern Reach like tells them it's been like like less than fifteen or like maybe even ten. Like, but she finds dates from like yeah, I want to say like thirty years or something before or like around yeah. that, like tw- more than twenty. Yeah, um, which you're like, oh damn, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's woo. Um, did you have any, like, specifics in the book or that besides the mound of um, journals? I think, so, I'm trying to think. Like, there were a few that I, like, have thought about since. There's the one where she's talking about always going to... So, like, some of her memories that she talks about stick mm-hmm. out. Like, the one where she, maybe it's the microbiologist in me, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, well, I was reading it. I'm like, I know why <laughs> Sam likes this book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but when she talks about the, like, the pool in her mm-hmm. parents' backyard and yep. then the lot that's by her house. Yep. 
And then the place that we she went to and studied. Oh, what did she, she study? Then um, she found a starfish in the water. Stars, yeah, yes, yes. And she yeah. found a starfish in the water. Yeah, that was those... my least favorite of the memories. <laughs> yeah, just because the other ones felt like more, uh, like relevant to in like uh, informing her character to like the reader, and like that mm-hmm. one, it it just kind of felt like that at that point, and it, that one was like really late in the book. It was. It felt like that that was, okay, Just we ran out of that... flashbacks. We need a flashback here to break up the action. <laughs> I think it's also that, like, she was, like, slightly, like, losing her mind. So she's just yeah. thinking of things yeah, in her past. Right. I mean, if it's, even if it's not necessarily what was going to happen, <laughs> but... Sure. Um, right. Or planned, but... Uh... But, yeah, like, the whole thing with her parents in the pool and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Like... That... Makes and then, you realize why she's nuts. Yes, yes. <laughs> the The crawler for me was very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, like, definitely, like, I, there were a lot of scenes in this book where I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> but I think the crawler and the books were, like, the, the, the uh, journals were, like, mm-hmm. the two big ones. Uh, I really like when she goes ultra instinct and dodges a bullet and then kills the survey. Right, so badass. It's because of the freaking spores right. she inhaled. Like it's yeah, OP, helping. Man. Like it's like giving her a sixth sense or something. Yeah. Like, like she explains so cool. after that, she's like, "Yeah, I could like hear the surveyor like moving and like yes. her heartbeat. Like, oh, it's like what? Yes, I was like, that's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Which again makes me think that she's turning into like. Like, not necessarily like an animal, but like turning into something else, like a, a not a better version of herself, but like she's being altered. Yeah, she, her she's being changed. Her like basic being is being changed, and uh, right, so cool. <laughs> right, which those again, like those kind of things, like almost all of the change stuff in the book is entirely well. The changes are obviously internal for the most part, but like. Her descriptions yeah. of them are all internal and like inner monologues. So like mm-hmm. you can't really do that in a movie. <laughs> no, you can't just like have her character slowly become like different and better like yep. at things and like dodge that bullet. Like <laughs> it, it will just it, as the audience you'd be like, that's stupid. She just dodged a bullet. <laughs> right, exactly. You'd be like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. what was your take on both endings moving forward? Like, do you think, what so, do you think is okay. going to be, what it, what's going to happen? So for me, the ending of the book, for what's going to happen, I don't know, man. I mean, they okay, can do whatever, but like, I they guess do just whatever your the hell take. they want. <laughs> just your take on it. So for the book, like, I, like, I, I already kind of mentioned this, but like when she goes after her husband, mm-hmm. I really like that ending because that doesn't explicitly need an answer mm-hmm. and like, that like that could just be the end like Mm -hmm. obviously there are two more books but i mean like (laughs) in terms of like you know if there was only one like that ending is totally fine like if that's if if this was the only book and that's how it ended that she went after her husband i'd be like cool like (laughs) like that that ending works for me the part of the ending of the book that i already said that i don't like that it being me only having read this book is the door at the bottom of the tunnel because like that just adds a oh here's something we gotta do in the next book. I'm like, mm. <laughs> like come on, like but since it's written as a trilogy, that's okay. But to me, that 
that that last discovery for her had very little weight for me just because I think it's also because I'm digesting it for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't reading this book going, okay, now I'm going to start the second one. Like right. I was reading the book, then I was going to watch the movie and now I'm here recording. <laughs> like <laughs> I I wasn't like, oh, I'm going right to the next book. So I was like, this is just asking me to read the next book. Well, of course it is. It's a trilogy. That's fine. <laughs> but but to me like the movie like I seems pretty blatant that they were not in, ever intending that to have another movie after it. Like Mm-hmm. That not that they couldn't, but I mean, how they changed the ending so that the alien kills itself <laughs> and yeah. burns everything to the ground, like, and that they say, well, they could be lying, but it's like they say they have another expedition going and find that all of that shit is dead in the lighthouse. Yep. So, like, her eyes shimmering at the end for me as like a, a normal movie or a, a more avid moviegoer, and like I've seen this. <laughs> a million different ways of like the ooh but what if endings that's not mm-hmm. a what if ending for me like that's not like a oh what could happen next in another movie that's just like a she's been changed and who knows what that means it's not like a but what's her story gonna be now I'm like she's gonna be weird in the real world i don't <laughs> like i don't know like if area x is kind of or the shimmer rather is dead then i don't really care so like i like the ending of the movie mm-hmm. given the fact that there's only one because I thought the ending was kind of... It wouldn't surprise me if there's no intention Follow of another up movie. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, it didn't... Like, I don't know. I mean, this movie came out, what? I don't remember how 2018. Ago. Yeah. Like, they announced a second one? <laughs> not that I'm <laughs> like, aware of. <laughs> like, like, not that I think they couldn't make a second one, but it kind of feels like the intent was to only have one. And I kind of like that, because, uh, honestly, I... I would be okay not reading the next two books. I probably will, but they it's a pretty easily self-contained story that doesn't make you go, "Oh my god, I'm so mad." <laughs> right? Yeah. How about how about you like for the endings compared between the two? So I can't really say anything about the book because I've started the second book sure. and a huge question is answered immediately in the beginning of the second in the second book. So I won't say anything about that, but I know when I first read the book, I was like, well, I know that she isn't going back herself, but what if a version of her goes back like her husband? Like goes back to the the real world, you mean? Yeah. Like, because in the book, her husband, a version of her husband... Mm-hmm. Like in like in the movies or right. movie, um, goes back. Goes back and so what if yeah. there is a version of her, like they don't have any interactions as far as we're aware. I mean, right. who knows? We, we don't yeah, we, we don't never know. see mimics of the of the of Correct. her expedition. We only hear the hu- we only know the husband writing down him and one of his partners seeing their mimics walk yes. into the tower. So like there could, like you said, very well be a mimic of her mm-hmm. and and her teammates. That was my thought for the end of the book. And then for the movie, um, I, to me, I didn't necessarily think like you where it was like, or sorry, I didn't think that there was going to be an- another movie necessarily. Right. I knew there were more books, but I was like, eh, I mean, they don't need to have another movie. Like, if they do, whatever, but, like, they don't yeah. need to. Um, but to me, like, when they showed the Shimmer 
in her eyes. Like, it was like, she is forever changed, and maybe the shimmer, the alienness, like that, will forever live on in her and her husband, who's now better, or mimic husband, and somehow either, like, It'll just they live can have and die. Babies. Right. It'll live and die with them if they don't have children. If they do, like, they'll have weird children or, I don't know, something weird will happen. Right. Or, like, something more explosive will happen. But right. I'm totally fine with not knowing. <laughs> right. To me, it's like it's like a it's like a cover your bases kind of move. Like yes. Like story wise, like I'm actually totally fine with it because like oh yeah, I I would believe that she's changed and all that. Oh but, yeah. But like to show the shimmer in her eyes at the end is a classic like cover our bases if we want to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean like they did show that her like her genetic makeup or her like cells yeah. changed. Yeah. So like exactly. it's so, like, highly it's not doubtful unreasonable. it's gonna unchange like. yeah right it, like it's not unreasonable that her eyes shimmer at the end but like it's definitely oh a, yeah it's a cover <laughs> it's like we could do more if we want yeah <laughs> um, yeah but like yeah i could i totally could see that that like they could possibly explore that story in a way that like now you know it's inf- infecting the real world or mm-hmm. whatever something but, um yeah so maybe she maybe she just poops spores now. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, who knows? She'll infect everyone. Everyone will be infected with the shimmer, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be able to dodge bullets, and just it's fine. <laughs> at least, at least not uh, take fatal wounds to bullets. I do remember. Right. Yeah, she doesn't, oh, right. She doesn't. She doesn't compl- but she, she like is better the next day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It does heal real quick. <laughs> but okay, the last. But her, tidbit. but her husband's dead in the book. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yes. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't come back from coughing. Mm-hmm. Blood. Oh, no. th- this is okay. Really random thing that I just remembered because when I first started watching the movie, all I was doing was comparing it to the book, uh-huh. and then I stopped doing that when I was like, "These are not the same." <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things at the start that was I just thought was so funny because it's so drastically different from the book uh-huh. was when the husband comes back and they have that interaction where it's like she's like, "Where are? Where have you been?" And like, yeah. like, yeah, and like, yeah, that like that was pretty much like shot for shot like the same stuff that they describe in the book mm-hmm. and then like and then he's sick and then the ambulance comes <laughs> and the agents like run the ambulance right? off the road and like Jesus. like r- get, grab him out and like drug <laughs> Lena and, <laughs> and in the book she describes it as the agents show up and calmly come in and are like hey we just you know wanted to come ask you some questions if you could come with us like they're like they're super calm and nice and like uh-huh. and, and then in the movie they run an ambulance <laughs> off the road I'm like I understand we're not supposed to like these guys, but like, <laughs> my God, that's a that's a big divergence from how they act in the book. A little bit. <laughs> They're more like co-op and secretive in the book. Yeah, they don't need a <laughs> run. Like, I just, I was like, are they really like? I, I'm like, I thought they were gonna like tell it to pull over, and no, they just run no. it off the road. Oh, I'm like, get off! What? <laughs> that's that's good. That's yeah, safe. yeah. So, last tidbit I'll leave you with, which I absolutely loved finding out. Hopefully, you'll appreciate it as well. So, the idea for this book came from him, from Jeff Vandermeer, having, like, he had had surgery of some sort. I can't remember. It was, like, his tonsils or some sort of orthodonture, something. And he was taking pain medicine. And he was reacting really badly to it. 
and he was having these crazy vivid dreams. And he had a dream that was the entire scrawl, like the entire written thing that the crawler had written. Mm. And he remembered all of the words and wrote them down. That's pretty great. Yeah, like he had a vivid picture of like the like a creature writing these words and like it going down, down, down this tower. Hmm. Or is it a tunnel? <laughs> or it's a it's a tower. It's a tower. It's a tower. It's a tower inside of the earth. <laughs> like yes. Yeah. Um. um. That's kind of yeah. like a yesterday the Beatles sort of thing, <laughs> right? Like, it was it Paul, was really Paul claims to have wrote a song while he was asleep. <laughs> it's like okay, was, sure. Paul. I mean, he was on <laughs> drugs. It's fine. <laughs> Those are some good drugs if they yeah. make your dreams do literal work for you, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, exactly. And but yeah, I thought that Jeff was really was on interesting. Some good pain meds, yeah, yeah. Well, really bad because he he was like well, really good for his career, but really bad for him. <laughs> The pe- the pain meds were good though. The yeah, pain wasn't right. good. The, the meds was- <laughs> they they really helped. I mean, clearly, clearly that's really cool. Yeah, like I I really liked everything about the crawler. I just think that like uh, there was nothing like to me its form and stuff versus like the alien in the movie. Like you could have just had the mimic alien be the thing on the steps to me like yeah th- there's not much different between them. I, I mean the crawler i mean okay <laughs> i like the, the idea like, that they didn't see their mimics like it was like a yeah oh maybe it isn't real or i don't know i i appreciated yeah i i appreciated that right and but for me like the crawler <laughs> somewhat uh, this is just me ragging on jeff's descriptions but like her she's describing the crawler so it's supposed to be like it's a she's having an absolutely insane experience how is she supposed to actually describe what's going on like reasonably well because what's going on um it kind of reminded me of like uh hp lovecraft when he's describing like any cthulhu-esque horror and mm-hmm. he's like starts to try to describe it and he's like you can't imagine it <laughs> it's like, and i'm like that's just lazy <laughs> yep. um sir yep. you could just uh please describe what it is <laughs> but but i did like that that the crawler is supposed to be just this absolutely insane thing mm, yeah i mean to me like it was it was just something that was like I'll I'll describe it to you, but it won't make any sense because it doesn't make sense. Like I mean, right. maybe it's he's really bad at describing sense, yeah. stuff. I don't know. But, <laughs> but for the crawler, that didn't bother me as much because yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Insane. It's supposed to be like something that you can't really imagine. How like, can you relate it to things if it isn't a if relatable it isn't thing? Like something you've ever seen before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but yeah. Oh, but the alien in the movie when you first see it, and the music turns on. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's God, the fucking music, amazing. Man, sells that scene sells. a million percent. Yes. Like, the, would, visually, mm. it is cool, and like that weird it's like a kaleidoscope. It's like, yeah, it's like a fractal, like mm-hmm. expanding out. Like it's it's cool, but it's not like oh my god, like you know what I mean. It's not like the craziest looking alien in a movie, but. The music just sells it so hard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my this God. is awesome. When she freaking shoots it and there's like these weird lights and then it stays like that and then like it eventually like. Eventually just goes back in. Oh, yeah. shivers. <laughs> yep. It just like didn't care that she was shooting it. It's like, I don't have a gun, but you know. <laughs> yep. It was and pretty it's dope. Interesting how it didn't change until she touched it. Yeah, like it right. Didn't mimic her until she touched it. Yep. Very interesting. Yep. 
Well, I I guess that probably sums it up. I mean... It's, it's about that time, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. All right. We got a lot of stuff done, though. We I did, mean, considering it was a movie and a book. A movie and a book. Discovery. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff So there's here. a lot to talk about, but, you know, if we missed anything... All of you viewers, list, or viewers, all of you listeners, <laughs> um, let us know your thoughts. Um, Kevin, I think you have a recommendation this week. Yeah, and I have a bizarre recommendation this week. <laughs> uh, I am recommending the music group Starbomb, <laughs> and I'm mostly recommending them because I'm, I've been having nostalgia recently, so... Uh-huh. Starbomb's real old. <laughs> like <laughs> like they they first started making songs like and by real old I don't mean like the 80s. Like I mean their first yeah. stuff was on YouTube. <laughs> but um they you know they do like video game parodies as their primary thing and I just listened to them again and probably haven't listened to them since like maybe some in college but like before that it was like high school. Mm-hmm. Um and it reminds me just how clever these guys are. Like, the video game references and stuff in their, like, parodies are very clever. But they have some actual bangers of music tracks. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're actually really great, like, well-put-together songs behind the, you know, jokey parody of a video game. Mm-hmm. So if you like anything that I've just described, jokey video game stuff and, like, <laughs> good bumping, like, soundtracks to them, uh, it's... They're super fun. And, like, if you haven't seen their videos, you just have to look them up because they're just extremely entertaining. Um, and I've just been having nostalgia, like, this past week. I just started <laughs> listening to them again. I'm like, I forgot all these songs existed. <laughs> so, yeah. Give give them a listen if you like any of the stuff kind of that we talk about. You probably will like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give them a listen then. Absolutely. Well, everyone, this has been Expand Cool. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Expand Cool or twitter.com slash expandcool for episode information and polls for episode topics. Feel free to share your first reaction and or thoughts on Annihilation, the movie and book, on our social media. If you want to directly support us, visit patreon.com slash expandcool. Tune in next week for a discussion on the Talos Principle. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening.